Hello, Texans, and welcome to the podcast as Frank Frangie will join us today. He's the voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars and does a talk show in Jacksonville on all sports. And I lied last week when I said Paul Allen of the Vikings was the only NFL play-by-play to do that now that I'm not doing it. Well, I haven't been doing it for, what is it, eight years since 2012 when I did the last Vandermeer and Lopez show on Sports Radio 610 in June of that year. But anyway... Frank does a great job, and he's taken over as voice of the Jags for, I don't know, six, seven years now. Uh, one of the good guys in this league. So many uh, guys I really admire and love spending some time with, and he's one of them. So you'll hear from him in just a moment, but I had to reflect on the unique week. Let's just call it that, as it's a franchise-altering week with Bill O'Brien no longer here. And it's just a... A tremendous development. I mean, we all knew the team was struggling. And you know when a team is struggling, when you start losing a lot of games, this kind of thing can happen. You don't expect it this early. And by taking out O'Brien, you take out the general manager as well. And it just affects so many different things. And I get a lot of questions about any other changes along the way. Look, I'm not sure what's going to happen after this season. But just to get through a season, you need a lot of guys in the building to operate the football side of things. Business side is fine. Jamie Roots, your president, he understands how everything works, and uh, he runs a very tight, wonderful ship. Football, you still have to have a Jack Easterby in place, and you have to have all the sub-programs that we talk about. I mean, these things have to run very efficiently. You guys don't just show up and grab something to eat and practice. I mean, especially this year, you need a lot of people in place to make the operation work, just to show up on game day, never mind play well. So it's great that you have Romeo Cornell, 73 years old. He's been through everything. I mean, I was watching the two Bills the other night with Vanderkid, who's 14, and that's Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, they're a little 30 for 30. Anyway, during the 80s, Cornell was there with the Giants as special teams coordinator, then eventually D-line coach, and you know, Cornell shows up on the video, and Vanderkid is so impressed, and I'm thinking, yeah, Cornell's been around for a long time. He was at Texas Tech in the 70s for two, three seasons. Parcells was on that staff as well. Anyway, it's great to have Romeo on board, who knows a thing or two about winning. Okay, And Romeo was in Cleveland. Look, I know the record overall wasn't so good, but he did have a 10-win season in Cleveland, which is the high watermark for victory for the Browns since they came back into the league in 1999. But back to the situation at hand, which is, Get to the starting line against Jacksonville. Do your best against the division rival. You haven't played any division games. The schedule does get more palatable. Look, there's nothing easy in the NFL, but it's not like you're playing the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Steelers in the next three weeks, although you do have the Packers in a couple of weeks. I have no idea how good or not good the Titans are. I know they're 3-0 and going into their game with Buffalo. Uh, they beat the Jaguars. They beat Denver in a game that I thought the Broncos should have won, but should is a word that should not exist in the National Football League. Uh, and the Titans, look, they look pretty good. They got a lot of weapons. They find a way to win games. They beat the Vikings, and the Vikings beat the Texans, so I get it. But uh, the schedule is a bit, I, I'm not going to use the word easier, but a bit more digestible, shall we say, uh, in the weeks moving forward. Although the Packers are coming in here, and they look like they could be a Super Bowl team, so who knows. Just play Jacksonville take it from there and as far as the future goes we don't know i had cal mcnair on this week and he said they will hire a gm and a coach and jack easterby will go back into his role as executive vice president of football operations i have no idea how it will all be structured they're not going to show all their cards right now but as cal said they're casting a wide net 
A lot of different possible candidates out there. Very exciting stuff. Uh, but again, just a mind-blowing development here that Bill O'Brien is no longer with the Houston Texans, who are so closely identified with him in six-plus years of being here. I mean, it was a long run, not as long as Kubiak's, but a successful one. When you look at four division titles and a couple of playoff wins and the kind of success that very few teams in the league have been able to have over the O'Brien era. I'm serious about this. And, look, this is not the time to really fully reflect on his career. We have plenty of time in the offseason for that and how the era went. But clearly it ended very badly with major moves over the past 12, 13 months going into an 0-4 start, not just 0-4, just not playing well at all, not even close to their potential. You know, the way they lost to the Saints, for example, opening day last year, had they lost to the Ravens or the Chiefs like that, you'd say, all right, guns blazing, you lost, but, man, you were you showed up and you balled out and it was a sensational game. You just lost, all right? You just weren't able to contain them, really great offense, whatever. They just didn't look good in any of these games. You know, they're a good half here, good half there, good drive here, good drive there. Just not them. Not as well as we've seen them play, and certainly not where you need to take yourself. If you're going to make the moves you made, you got to get even better. And they were not getting better. They were getting worse, and that's why he's no longer here. And it's too bad for everybody because you'd rather just win, uh, but you have to take it from here. All right, let's get to Frank Frangie, voice of the Jaguars, and Frank dealing with COVID like everybody else, along with the Jaguar organization, and they're off to a pretty rough start record-wise, but they have some assets, so let's get to them. Frank Frangi, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars, joining us on Texans Radio. Frank, we have a lot of talking to do. The Jaguars haven't won since opening day. The Texans haven't won at all. How's it going, my friend? Great to have you on. It's great to be here, Mark. Thank you for having me. And it's been a tough go. I know it has been for you. I'm following the story with Coach O'Brien. I think the whole NFL has followed it. And around here, it's been tough. You know, there was some hope, man. There was some hope that first week played very well against the uh, Colts and won the game. Mark, we played well against the Titans. Lost the game up there. And the game could have gone either way against a good Titans team. And there was progress. And I think everybody around here, even after the loss, felt pretty good, right? And then um, the last two haven't been so good. Lost to a Miami team that I'm not sure has a better roster than this team. Then turned around and lost uh, at Cincinnati. The Jags have played three straight teams now that had no wins when they played them, and it'll be the case with Houston as well. So tough times here for sure. All right, so what I notice is the Jaguars do move the football, but turnovers have been a problem. Is that accurate? It is. It is. I, I think it's early for there to be a trend. I think they're going to be pretty good on offense. They played the one game without D.J. Chark and really missed him. That was the Miami game. When Chark, Chark's a big-timer now, now Mark, I mean, you – you saw the ultimate big-timer in DeAndre Hopkins for all those years. I'm not saying he's that, but D.J. Chark's pretty good. He's a really good player. And so not having him the one week really hurt them. Chenault, the other, the young receiver, is going to be good. He's not there yet. You know, one thing about young receivers, they got to learn to get off jams. they got to learn how to play. they got to learn how fast these NFL and physical these NFL cornerbacks are. And I think that's coming. But I think offensively they're going to be pretty good. I don't think offense is going to be the problem. They found their running back, a guy that was undrafted who they really liked. So I think the offense will score some points. Turnovers will be a a factor, but the offense hasn't been the problem so far, I don't think, Mark. Okay, what about James Robinson, the running back? What does he bring into the equation? I I said this on my air. And when you compare a guy, someone thinks you're saying he's good like that guy. Nobody's saying that because the guy just got to the league. But when you compare running styles, Mark, he runs like Emmitt Smith. 
He's not big and fast. He's not a sprinter. He's not Earl Campbell who's running over people. But you know how if you watched Emmett Smith all those years at Florida and then all those years at the Cowboys, he always had that great balance. He had that great vision. He never missed a hole in his career. Uh, he took two-yard runs and turned them into six-yard runs. He was that guy. That's what you'll see with Robinson. That's his style of running. Great balance, great vision, a great knack for where the hole is. He finishes runs. He's a good player. He, he's For a guy that wasn't drafted, Dane Brugler came out, who does a great draft guy, and told us last week he was shocked that he didn't go in the third or fourth round and didn't go at all. So I think they found a pretty good guy in James Robinson. What are we seeing in Minshew in year two? You know, a lot of what you saw last year, some good. Um, still has to be a little better in the pocket. Uh, he, he makes plays out. He makes plays off schedule still. Um, he's getting better in the pocket. He's probably left the pocket earlier a few times. You've probably seen that on tape. I know the Texas coaches have. Um, but he's okay. He's a very accurate passer. He's a great leader. Um, I think the guys around here believe in him. He's a good player. He's not, he doesn't have a plus arm. He's not going to drive the ball the way the big arm guys do. Uh, he's probably better when he can step into his throws, but he's a pretty good player. He's a guy they believe in around here. He knows how to play. He's got a knack. He picks things up very quickly. Uh, again, he's only in his second year. He's only, he only played a handful of games, but I think he may be okay, Mark. Pretty good player in Gardner Frank Frangie, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars, with us. Okay, the coaching staff and the GM called well. Uh, I think there was a lot of talk about those guys remaining on when Tom Coughlin was no longer a part of the organization. Uh, your assessment so far, it seems like it's a new culture. It really is a new beginning in Jacksonville. Is that accurate? That's dead on. It is It is a new culture, Mark. It is. Look, they had some guy. they had some different personalities on this team. Uh, Dante Fowler and Jalen Ramsey, who just got another mess the other day. Y- Yannick Ngakwe has become a guy that wasn't happy. Leonard Fournette was a different kind of personality. Kelvin Smith, a linebacker here, just retired in the middle of his prime. Um, they had some unusual personalities. Um, I think now they're all kind of pulling the same way, and I think that helps. Um, the problem is they're young. There's not a lot of veteran elite talent here. There's not a lot of guys who have done it. Uh, I think there's a number of these players on this team that will make some Pro Bowls. Mark, there's not a lot of guys on the player team right now, though, that have made a lot of Pro Bowls. So the young team, I think your 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 comment about the culture is dead on. It's a new it's a new feel. It's a good locker room, man. and we're not getting <clears throat> excuse me, we can't go in the locker room anymore during the pandemic. But you can tell it's a good group. It's a well, they like each other. The coaches really like this team, which hasn't always been the case around here. It's just a young team that has to find its way a little bit. Frank Frangie, voice of the Jaguars, with us. Frank, you mentioned the pandemic. It's impossible to ignore in life and, of course, in the National Football League. What's it been like for you covering the Jaguars, doing your job, and just being around the team or not being around the team during this time, during this particular season? You know, Mark, it's a great question. Uh, I, I'll give you two different answers. First of all, my, my day job, which is a sports talk show host, is, you know, three to six here, and I've done it for about 100 years. And so um, – that has been very different. For four months, we did it with no sport. And so, and which is good because it challenges your skill set and, and it makes you creative and it makes everybody work a little bit. Um, so, so there's that. Our radio station has done a pretty good job of, of managing business losses. Look, we, we have a lot of restaurants, sports bars that are part of our clientele and, and they weren't open. So we've had to manage the business side like every business has. Uh, on, on air side, we had to do talk shows and, and, and get creative and they've been kind of fun. As for the Jaguars, it's been very different. 
Uh, I don't work in the building like you do, but I'm always in it, right? I mean, during the, during the football season, I'm there every day and I'm around it all the time. And I'm, uh, and I, I spend some time with Marone and I spend some time with some of the other coaches and, and I get a feel for what they're doing. That's been weird. Not been able to do that. Now we get the zoom calls and like everybody does, but as a play by play guy, Mark, you know this, you get more access, you get different access. Uh, every Friday during Doug's tenure and guests before him, I'd get about a half an hour just the two of us. Not, 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 not recording, just talking. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the game plan? What, what do you like about the opponent? Uh, or what do you like about your plan? What, what scares you about the opponent? And I haven't had that this year. And it's a different play. And again, I, I love my job. The other thing is, I think you're traveling. We're not traveling. We're calling the games remotely. And so I've not had to do that before. So there's been a whole new world for us, for all of us, uh, calling games remotely, not being around the team during the week is the biggest change for me. Yeah, we're doing both, actually, traveling and not traveling. So uh, I've tasted okay. that uh, calling it off the monitor thing. And it wasn't as bad as I thought, to be honest with you. So uh, as long as you have the right feed, and we'll help you guys out this week, of course, however we can, Frank. Frank Franchi, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars with us. All right, this is your third division game. This is the Texans' first divisional game at 0-4 going in. So you tell me, let's start with the Indianapolis Colts. What do you think? Because they've won every game since they played you guys. Right. What about the 2020 Colts, Frank? I think they're pretty good. I think uh, they came here. The Jags played great. Remember, it was their first game with Rivers, and he was great. But the Jags play well against the Colts. We won six times in a row. The, the Jags have beaten the Colts six straight years in Jacksonville. It hasn't been six great years for for our team, as you know. But we've beaten the Colts six straight years in Jacksonville. Sometimes you just play well against somebody on a certain field. And so I thought the Jags played very well that game. It, was, it went back and forth. The Colts have won every game since. I thought last week's game against the Bears was very telling. It was a slugfest. It was 19-11. Even though there's two veteran quarterbacks in the game, and Nick Foles, who had been here, and, and, and Rivers, who's there now, it was still more slugfest. And I think I think the Colts fit the division because I think that's who they are. So I, I was impressed with the Colts. I, I think the Colts are going to have a good year. I, I thought that when they left town, even though they were 0-1, I thought I think the Colts are going to be pretty good. Now, what about the Tennessee Titans, who are having all sorts of problems with COVID, of course, but prior to that, 3-0 and as a start, and they just find ways to win. What about them? Well, I think the story is going to be how they manage this. I think the 3-0, and I'm not going to say it doesn't matter. It matters. but And they've done a good job up there. And Mike Keith, the play-by-play guy, is a good buddy of both of ours. Uh, but I think, I think, really, Mark, I think the, how they manage this, who gets to play? Who doesn't? When do they play again? When do they open their facility? That's the storyline with the Titans is because they're the first team that's had to go through this it, it, to this magnitude in the NFL. We've seen baseball teams do it. We've seen football teams have to do it on a, a lesser level college as well. But this is the first NFL team that's had to manage this. So that'll be the storyline. Had there, to your question, had there not been a break, I like them. They're tough. They're physical. Everybody knows how good Derrick Henry is. I don't think people appreciate how good Ryan Tannehill is. He's a good player. And I mean, he, how how it never happened for him until he got to Tennessee is bizarre, but he's one of the most underappreciated, underrated quarterbacks in the league. And I think if they get through all the pandemic stuff, they're going to have a pretty good year. I really do. Frank, what about the college landscape? Because where you do your talk show in the afternoon, I mean, that is college football country. You've got the Gators, you've got the Seminoles, right. you, the Georgia teams aren't far away. So what about that level of football and how it's going during the pandemic with the fan support and everything else involved? I'm telling you, if I wasn't the play-by-play voice of the Jaguars and it was a normal year, I'd fly into Houston on Friday. I'd have a beer with you, maybe a steak, 
and then I drive over to College Station because that's a pretty big game for the folks around here, mm-hmm. the uh, Florida-Texas A&M game. It's, you know what? College football seems, it seems pretty normal. They've got some fans. They've got 20,000 fans. The SEC hasn't missed much. They've played. The SEC, I thought, got it right. The SEC didn't underreact. They waited three weeks to start. They didn't overreact by canceling the, the, the comical things that the Big Ten did when it was way too early uh, in the Pac-12 and others. Uh, I thought the SEC played it right. So college football around here, from a pandemic standpoint, has been very normal. What's not normal is Florida State's terrible, and they've never been terrible like this. Miami, your old team, is bouncing back. They look like they're pretty good. I'm sure you're following them from afar. Yep. They look like they may be pretty good this year. So, um, but, what, but as far as the pandemic goes, Mark, I, I don't think a lot's changed. I, I think college football feels as normal as any. It's not in a bubble. They're in their own stadiums. They have some fans. College football around here feels as normal as, as any sports thing. Frank, thanks so much for the time. As always, we appreciate it, and have a good one on Sunday. I wish I could see you in person, but uh, another time, my friend. Uh, Mark, anytime. Thanks, buddy. Take care. There's my buddy Frank Frangi, voice of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, that's going to do it for the podcast. Check out all the other Texans podcasts wherever you got this one, and I really appreciate you taking me along and the podcast along wherever you went today. Have a great day, everyone, and as always, go Texans.